Welcome to a, another new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Coming to you not technically live. We are alive. Hey, live. At the moment. At the moment. Uh, speaking to you, sports editor slash uh, sports podcast producer this week, Austin Huff, trying to uh, talk through the echo of the headphones. Uh, not having headphones with an echo, Evan Leepak. Evan, what's good? It's a lovely uh, Wednesday afternoon here in Goshen. You gotta love it. It's a nice, uh, nice day. Did you go outside today? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not go outside. Um, are you enjoying hoodie weather? This we officially made it to hoodie weather season. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that it's nice right now. Mm. It's fine. Yeah, do you see but, the temperatures uh, for uh, football Friday? This week, forties, fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be ready. Here it comes. Whether That's you want life. it to or not. Yeah. You're wearing a little beanie, maybe a couple, oh, ooh, couple a little beanie, oh, couple, little glo- couple layers, gloves. Probably not gloves. Whoa, brave and not. That's you got to keep the digits warm. It's key. It's hard to use gloves and do stuff on your phone. Well, with that attitude, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. By the by, the gloves so you can text him. The tips on them. Yeah. The tip gloves. Yeah. Might have to invest. You might have to. So, anyway, uh, enough talk about weather and whatnot. We talked about cupboards last week, so this is a upgrade in content, I, I think, talking about the weather. Or was cupboards more lively? We'll have to put it up to a poll on Twitter or something. So, anyway... What's in your cupboard? <laughs> uh, nothing right now. Instead of so, what's in your wallet. What's in your wallet? Okay, let's. Uh, we got a pack show. Um, we have Chuck Freebie, uh, Forty Six Sports uh, Director, coming on later. We did an interview with him on Tuesday. Great interview, previewing the upcoming football postseason games. Uh, they are in Goshen this week for the Class Five A Sectional Ten opener between. South Bend Adams and Goshen, 46th game of the week. So we talk about that game. We talk about Northridge, Northwood. We'll get into the football near the end of the show before we do the interview with Chuck. A little segue at that end, you know? I, mean, like, I don't know, man. We talked exclusively about football. We have, we have more football talk. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have a bunch of football coming up. But we need to get to everything else from the week first. And it was a busy weekend. Just quickly before we dive in to everything, uh, shout out Evan for holding down the fort this weekend, uh, covering 100 million things in about three hours, and everything looked pretty good so far, you know, for the most part. You know, no, uh, no glaring issues on your end, so that's good. Um, and uh, while I got to en- enjoy some downtime in the the Big Easy of New Orleans. Good to see some friends. Good to go to a wedding. Uh, I ate a lot of beignets, and uh, it was a good time. Uh, you only ate like two. Two or three, what comes in an order? Uh, three coming in an order, but that's a lot. Just get powder all over you. Uh, you know, I did a good job of avoiding the powdered sugar on me. That was a good strategy. You know, make sure to sit at a table when you eat them, you know, so that way you could be hunched over, avoid, yeah. It's a lot so, of mountain. It's like a mountain of uh, oh, it's insane. Powdered sugar. The bags, it. the bags they come at the at the the bottom of them. They're just filled with powdered sugar. It's crazy. Do so. they come with anything you can? Uh, obviously, people probably dip it in coffee. Maybe 
It might. Get a little, I didn't, get I didn't a get a coffee sugar. with it. I, I just needed some water more than anything at the end of that. But anyway, we're four minutes in. Let's talk about sports. Uh, maybe. So, or we could just keep talking. We could keep up on random stuff. Yeah, whatever comes up on your brain. Uh, I was I was an hour away from another Florida football loss. We won't have to get into that though. Of course, Missouri lost as well, so we don't really have to talk about any of that. Um, sad, sad weekend for our college football teams. Not a sad weekend. Westview boys soccer. They won a regional championship over Ileana Christian. Dramatic fashion. Evan, you were there. How do they turn a 3-1 deficit with 10 minutes left, or roughly 10 minutes left in the game, into a, into a 5-4 win in PKs, and now they're playing in a semi-stage? Give me your analysis of that one. Wow, how could I uh, remember every detail? There was uh, a lot that happened in that game, let me tell you, especially the second half. Um, first half. Westview's offense was pretty much shut down by Ileana Christian. It was one nothing at halftime. But uh, second half, that's when they started turning it up. I mean, Westview has a lot of talented offensive players. You're not going to keep them from getting around the goal the whole entire game. Like that's just not going to happen with the with the guys that can put the goal, put the ball in the back of the net, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up falling behind three one though, with 15 minutes left, and you're thinking this game's probably over against a good team like Ileana Christian. How are they going to come back from a two-goal deficit, especially with the way that the goals just weren't going in? But uh, not trying not to botch any names here, but mm-hmm. uh, Abdir Al-Rashid. It's close enough, I think. Close. If, they get, if anyone gets angry, sorry. I apologize to you, Abdir. But he uh, hit a penalty kick to make it 3-2 with around 10 minutes left, and that really gave the team some juice. You could see it on not only the field, but also the sidelines, that they had some belief after that. So then a few minutes later, Teague uh, Misner. Misner, Meisner. Meisner? I've never... Meisner, Misner, Teague. Teague, I know his first name's Teague. It's all that matters. Yep. He put it in the back of the net to tie it at 3-3 with six minutes left. But then Ileana Christian gets a goal, and they take the lead, and it's like, oh, no. Here we go again. (laughs) But... Yeah, it went in a couple overtimes, back and forth. Ileana Christian and Westview each had a goal in the second or first overtime. Westview scored a goal in the first overtime, take the lead, and you're thinking, okay, they're going to hold on here. We're not going to worry about penalty kicks. But then Ileana Christian in the second overtime ended up tying it on a kind of a wacko goal. It was kind of a weird header situation. That was it was a it was a ball that was just staying around the net. You know, they couldn't Westview couldn't get rid of it. So Eliana Christian ends up putting it in, and then we go to penalty kicks, and Westview just dominates three nothing. Alex Yoder in net, he's he saved two of the three goals. One went over, and Westview made all three of their goals. So three nothing, mm-hmm. and then uh, stormed the pitch after that, obviously pitch. because they were Fancy. they were regional champions. Yeah. So very cool for them. Very cool for Coach Jamie Martin. And the Westview Warriors to have a chance now in semi-state. See what happens. To play a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously anybody at this the, point is going to be a good team. Right. But to play the number one team, yeah, they're pretty good. Park Tudor, semi-state yeah. Saturday, 1 p.m. down at Kokomo High School. Uh, Kokomo, about an hour 45 minute drive from Goshen or this area. So if you're thinking about going down, plan accordingly um, for that drive. 
like yours truly will be. Uh, it should be a fun little excursion down to Kokomo. Uh, and Park Tudor, 15-3-1, number one team in Class 1A in the final coaches poll from two weeks ago. They have given up 12 goals all season. And then just pretty good. Three in the last 12 games. Three which in is, the last 12 games. Which makes is, which, which sounds better, three in the last 12 or 12 all season? I 12, don't know. 12 goals in uh, 15, 19 games. 12 goals in 19 games. That's I think good. three and 12 sounds more impressive. Well. In the last 12. Yeah. So. Regardless, they play amazing defense. They're outscoring their opponents 69 to 12. So that's insane. It's really insane. Um, yeah. That, so Westview's uh, going to have their Obviously, you know, Westview has a lot of good offensive players, but it's going to be a tall ask. Uh, tough task. Tall ask. Tough I think task. either one works. Either works there, right? Tall ask. Yeah. To, it to just get, sounds, like, sounds a little sketch coming yeah. out of your mouth if you don't feel, put the feel, cut. Yeah, tough <laughs> task is a lot easier to say. Not mm. No one's going to be confused what you're saying on tough task, but – Big game, obviously. It's going to be hard for that Westview to score. You know, they I have a lot see of them. senior experience, a lot of confidence now, for sure. Right. So you never know, but it will be a tall task for sure. Mm-hmm. So 1 p.m. Uh, semi-state game. The other semi-state game in 1A, if you're curious, number three Providence, uh, taking on number 18 Cascade. That game is at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central in Evansville at Evansville Central. So if Westview you know, pulls off the upset, wins on Saturday, you're going to have to wait about four or five hours to find out who uh, they would be playing in the state championship game. So it will be interesting to see. And you can actually watch all of the games online on the IHSAA TV. Uh, It's $10 to buy access to one game, or you could spend $15 and have access to all 12 games. That doesn't make much sense. No, it does not. It It makes zero financial (laughs) sense. But they must think that enough people only buy just the one game to where they make money. But, I mean, if you're a 1A fan, if your team wins, like let's say if you know, you're know you a Park Tudor or a Westview fan and your team wins, you're going to probably buy the $15 one so you could watch the second game you know, for 5 bucks instead of $10, right? So you might be able to get – I would buy the 15 regardless, I think, and just – if I was a soccer, you know, big enough soccer fan, and I like, want to watch all the, you're games. just gonna binge a bunch of high school soccer. Yeah, man, fifteen dollars for twelve games—that's insane. Um, I'll take that. So, uh, congratulations to Westview. We'll see how they do on Saturday against Park Tudor. Should be an interesting matchup. Uh, a couple other soccer teams had heartbreaking ends to their seasons. Uh, we'll start on in the boys. We'll stay with the boys. West Noble—they uh, lost on the regional final Saturday to number two West Lafayette, four to one. They had a Big time went over Bremen. That was actually there Thursday night uh, over at over at uh, Mr. Walker Marion. They beat Bremen three to two. It was an awesome game. Uh, West Oval looked maybe like they were going to be down and out in the first half, but they rallied and scored and obviously scored three times and held off a late Bremen charge. It was a great game, uh, but West Lafayette man just too much too much to to overcome for the Fighting Chargers. So their season ends sixteen and five. Henry Torres, you know, I almost said retires, uh, leaves as the all-time leading scorer in school history. He's uh, retiring from high school soccer. He's just, he can't, I mean, by default, he has to not play, he can't play anymore, so. It's, it's, it's kind of retiring. It's a retirement, kind of, but it's not like I am retiring, it's more like they forced you to retire, so. He should, like, post that, respect my decision. Respect my decision. I'm yeah. retiring from high school soccer. So, yeah, uh, 
16 and five. I mean, amazing season for them. They were three and three at one point. So congrats to the Chargers for getting to the final eight in Class 2A. And then also uh, Westview girls soccer over in Topeka, doubleheader for Westview. That was pretty awesome. The boys won the first game. Uh, the girls fouled up, but they unfortunately did not have the same result as uh, the boys team did. They fell one nothing in overtime to Andrian. Uh, not as much offense, obviously, in that one as there was in the first game. But uh, Evan, what was your maybe your uh, biggest takeaway from watching that game over there in Topeka on Saturday? You're gonna make me talk about it? Yeah, I was because I was there. Yeah, was, I wasn't there. Is that why? Wow, that's crazy. Um, well, this game was a lot different than the boys' game, definitely. Uh, both these teams' defenses were on point in this game. I would say the the uh, opportunities around goal were few and far between, and when either team had an opportunity at the goal, both teams' goalkeepers did a great job of making pretty ridiculous saves at times. So I would say both those teams in net, you know, they helped their team stay in it. That's for sure. And Westview had a had a few shots that, I mean, if I was if I was on their uh, on their sideline, I would be incredibly frustrated because you're you're talking inches, you know, from from two or three goals going in easily. So, so they had their opportunities. Um, They're missing Paige Schwartz, so that kind of changed up their their lineup on the field a little bit. But they still had their opportunities with their other good players. So it's not like that screwed up too much on the offensive side because obviously Paige Schwartz is a very dynamic offensive player, but they still got their opportunities. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, and in overtime, Andrean gets a, gets a goal. It's kind of like a rebound shot off one one long shot, rebounded off the goalie, and another Andrean player is right there to put it back in, and that's just how it goes. It was late, mm-hmm. late in the second overtime. It was early in the first overtime, and then Westview just couldn't get it going enough in the final seven minutes to try to tie it. But it was a valiant effort. It was a good game. Andrian's a good team. And it was a good season for a Westview team that uh, is very young. And Incredibly is, young. is probably going to get to semi-state next season, if mm-hmm. not state. So Yeah, I realized this going into the regional semifinal. They have the top seven offensive players coming back and their goalkeeper. Like, yeah pretty good pretty good like this they probably overachieved this year getting to the number eight ranking in the class 15 three and four record overall at the end and their only losses you know like andrean goshen who was nlc champion that's a good it's a quality loss against the 3a team you know early in the season and uh, their other losses escaping me right now but it wasn't against another higher up opponent so like you know they they didn't lose to anyone bad right like they beat everyone they're supposed to beat. They won some games too against good teams, like they beat Argus in the semifinal, that regional semifinal. Uh, they are going to be a team uh, to look out for next fall in the girls' soccer world here. Again, semi-state, state championship, state championship run, maybe? Question mark. I mean, if they don't get it next year, they still have a decent amount of players coming back in twenty-three too. I mean, this is freshmen and sophomores that we're carrying in this team this year, so should be fun. Next year probably feels like the year with the senior goalkeeper and some other seniors coming back but yeah should be a fun team next year so agreed good analysis okay uh volleyball sectional champions were crowned we have two of them and they were pretty much the two we thought going into the tournament northwood in 3a fairfield in 2a uh evan you were there for the final for northwood west oval saturday night 
as part of your uh, fun night of coverage. Uh, West Oval, kudos to them, man, for making a nice slow run. They upset Tippy Canoe Valley and Jimtown. Something they could build off of. Yeah, right. Some say. momentum to carry into the offseason. But Northwood's a different animal. Uh, beasts, whatever you want to use. It's another young team overachieving, probably. It's unreal what they've done. Uh, their, two, their two main attackers are freshmen, and their third person is a sophomore. Like, that's insane. Now their setter is a senior, so that's going to be tough to replace next year. But they've had senior setters go the last couple seasons, and they've replaced them just fine. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there really wasn't much analysis to the final. They kind of cruised past West Noble. Yeah, like, why was he was their sectional final earlier in the right. day, and they they did took care of business in that game too. So yeah, that just, match, that right. whatever you want to call it, because it's volleyball. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you, like, watch them and you wouldn't even, you know, think that they're so young. They just have a ton of confidence. They play so well together. Obviously, the two or three veterans that they have really molds everything together, you know. Mm-hmm. That's always how it's going to go. I wouldn't. I don't think they would have as much success if they were all freshmen and sophomore. But uh, right. a lot of talent there for sure. And that's, that's a team that's probably going to be just as good over the next couple of years as well. Yeah. And now they go into a regional that they have been in the last two years. Uh, they get to play Northwestern, who's 25-1, and one, so that's a good match. 31-2 and two versus 25-1. and one. Two yeah. teams that haven't lost much, obviously, this year. And the uh, other two teams are good. Yeah, if Angola they and Belmont. And Belmont yeah. was ranked number four in the final poll. Northwood was fifth in the 3A poll. So those are two... If you're going to go by the rankings, it should be Belmont and Northwood in the final Saturday night. All this is taking place over at Norwell, Norwell High School near Fort Wayne, uh, Northern Wells County, Norwell. So there you go. Um, where did I go in the spring? I went to Belmont, right? That's hmm? where it was. That baseball, baseball section was at Belmont. Was Belmont. The volleyball was at Belmont uh, last year, the last two years. Now they're at Norwell this year for the volleyball. Northwood lost to Belmont in the regional semifinal last year. And they lost to Belmont in the regional final two years ago. Northwood actually had a two-set-to-none lead in that final, and they, they lost the next three sets to Belmont. So That's tough. I talked to Macy Loniger, former Goshen News Athlete of the Week, yesterday uh, before a little preview for the regional, and she said she thinks about that Belmont 2019 final like once a week, just thinking about how they were that close to winning it, and then they fell short and how it's kind of motivated her as a player it's motivated this team this program to get past them in that final so should be interesting uh if you know obviously northwood's got to get past northwestern again 25 and 1 good team uh but if it's northwood belmont saturday night the storyline writes itself you know i just assumed it was the wildcats but it's the tigers northwestern yeah yeah and they're from Kokomo, so they're going from Kokomo to Norwell. I might be going from Kokomo to Norwell on Saturday as well, should North, Northwood win the, in the match to begin this. So should be fun. Enjoy that. We'll see. Uh, Fairfield, our other sectional volleyball champion, uh, three in a row for them now. They beat Westview and Prairie Heights. Steve Crow, you were there. Oh, he's not. Steve Crow is not Steve here, Krause but he was there. <laughs> uh, they're 20 and 10 overall now. And uh, they get to play uh, number one Andrean regional semifinal Saturday, 11 a.m. over at Bremen High School. So not a terrible drive if you're a fan of the Falcons to go over there to Bremen, watch them play. 
should be a good match. These two teams have met in the regional at in either the semifinal or the final the last two years. Fairfield has won both, uh, so the mental advantage might be there for Fairfield. I was also talking to uh, Coach Brittany Hirschberger from Fairfield yesterday, and she I asked her kind of like, you know, who does this favor, the, men- the mental advantage, who does it favor? Is it you guys who, hey, we beat them, we have a psych- like the psychological advantage might be over them, or is it Andrean because they are motivated to beat you, right? Because like, hey, this is like our Achilles heel, this team, Fairfield, right? So who's who do you think, you know, I asked her, who does, she, who does she think has the mental advantage? And she's like, I will always count my team in mentally. Like, we are we are very mentally tough. Like, I always give my team the mental advantage. So if that's a factor in this match, then, you know, give it to Fairfield. They're, they're confident. You know, yeah, their record isn't great. And they were, like, I think 11th in the final poll this season. But, you know, they are, they are pesky. Like, they will... They won't quit. Like they're gonna be if it's if they're losing, I think it's gonna go five. Like they're gonna give Andrean everything they can. It may be Andrean, it's just a better team. You know, we'll we'll see Saturday. You'll be there Saturday morning, uh, watching that match. So we'll see. You know, if, if this is a different Andrean team, you know, but it's gonna be hard for me to count out Fairfield totally. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not gonna make any predictions. I don't want to make a prediction. I'm gonna avoid that. But it's a good call. I think it's going to be a very competitive uh, first matchup over there. You think it's going to go five sets? I just said that, so uh, yeah, I think so. Regardless, I think it's at going least to get to four. A set, and whoever prevails in that moment prevails. That's what happens. So it's going to go three, just because you said that. I know. <laughs> yep, it'll be like twenty-five-five in each set. <laughs> um, the other semifinal is North Judson San Pierre. They are eleven and eighteen, one a sectional, getting to play South Central. Who is twenty-seven and six? So, in theory, whoever wins the Fairfield Andrean North Judson, they just uh, what? bounced in there with an upset, I guess, win that sectional championship. North Judson San Pierre, yeah, eleven eighteen. The Blue Jays, um, unless their sectional is just terrible. Yeah, I, I didn't do too deep of a dive into their sectional. I'm not gonna lie, um, but they will be. So, whoever wins Fairfield Andrean more than likely plays South Central in the final. That night, Saturday night, 7 p.m. So, it should be interesting to see. Northwood and Fairfield both have really interesting matchups in the morning. It's regional, you know. You're going to get to this point where chances are you're playing a good team. Like, it's rare you see a team like North Judson still around like that. Yep. Should be fun. Should be fun. Speaking of fun, cross country, do we love running? I don't love running. I don't. But some kids do. Yeah, like Jack Moore. So... Jack Ford. Mm-hmm. Jack Moore. <laughs> Jack Moore. Uh, Northridge, man, he's making a case uh, for Jack you know, a Moore. lot of talk. You know, A lot of the hype goes to Drew Hogan and Cole Johnston from Goshen. But, hey, Jack Moore, he won the individual sectional and individual regional championships over at Oxbow Park the last two weekends. Now, Goshen has won the team titles as a boys team. Uh, they have a little more depth this year with uh, Hogan, Johnston, Tommy Claxton, and Luis Loera. I can't say his last name. I'm sorry, Luis. Uh, I'm sorry, Luis. <laughs> Luis, yell at me on Twitter. That's fine. Um, you know, but uh, they, the Jack Moore man, he's making a case for best runner in the area right now. You know, good for him. There's an Oxport, Oxport. <laughs> You're taking an ox to a pig. Oxbow, course, Oxbow. course record. Yeah, by half fifth, a second. 15-24. So it was a half That's a second. Because Cole Johnston ran 15-24 at the NLC meet to win. So 
Moore and Johnston have set the uh, course records with in like within three weeks of each other. So how about that? It's a truly amazing uh, run. We're no pun intended that we're having with the cross country this year. And I, I talked about it before the season. This was the one sport I kept my eye on. Like, hey, there's some good teams, you know, in this area that are going to contend not just for sectionals but regional, state, semi-state. And it's panning out like that. Goshen looks strong. It's a team. More Anthony Roberts got through to semi-state from Concord. So uh, semi-state Saturday. Steve Crow will be there along with Brandon Beachy for photos uh, at Huntington University. Who's taking photos of my game? Jeff Douglas. Oh. The one and only. And then is he taking USC photos? No. He's going to North Carolina next week. You'll have Joseph. Joseph. It's an impromptu uh, sports department meeting in the middle of the podcast. So, so Joseph is shooting USC. Yes, Joe is shooting the USC game. I'm sure he's very excited. I'm sure he is. Um, <laughs> so here's the full list of qualifiers for the semi-state at Huntington University. Three teams on the boys' side from our area, Goshen, Northridge, Northwood, and then two individuals, Concord Senior Anthony Roberts and West Noble Junior Grant Flora. Grant got out of the uh, West Noble Regional. This past weekend, so congratulations to him. And then in the girls' side, we have the Northridge and Northwood teams, along with Concord freshman Zoe Roberts, Anthony's younger sister. So that's kind of cool, a little storyline there. Uh, and then Goshen senior Natalie Escada. I don't know if I said that right, and I apologize to Natalie. Could uh, be Escada. What? Could be Escada. Yeah, you're from Florida. You got the accent stuff, right? But it could also be, I mean, it's either Escada or Escada, one of the two. What if it's neither? Congratulations to Natalie qualifying for semi-state. So I feel good about the first one. First name. Uh, It's probably probably Escada. I'll go with that. We'll go with it. So busy week, setting it up, setting the stage for some semi-state cross-country, semi-state boys soccer, regional volleyball. And we actually have some state qualifiers as well. Other, not just all of that, but we have some state qualifiers that actually won the Goshen News Athlete of the Week award this week. It's a big, they big deal. Congratulations to the Northridge Boys Tennis Doubles team of Colin Ne Colin Seeger and Evan Nay. I almost said their last names. Colin Nay and Evan Seeger. Colin Nay and Evan Seeger. Um, <laughs> Evan Nay and Colin Seeger, senior Northridge Boys Tennis Doubles team. They won the individual sectional championship over the Goshen duo on Tuesday, last Tuesday, and then they came over to the port. On Saturday, and won two regional matchups. Once one against the Laporte team, and the other, and the and the final they beat a Plymouth duo. So they beat up on some NLC uh, teams there to get to the individual state quarterfinals this weekend down at Carmel High School. Uh, it's kind of kind of a fun thing that the IHSA does, where they. You know, try to reward individuals who maybe aren't on the best teams. Now, obviously, Northridge was a very good team this year. Got to the regional and lost to Westview, who went to state. Forgot to mention them. They lost at state. That was the one team I knew I'd forgotten someone. Westview boys tennis fell to Jasper at the state tournament Friday. Uh, tough way for them to end their season, but what a season they had, obviously, going to state second time in three years. Uh, kudos to all the players and the coaches for getting there. For a small little farm school, right? Little Amish town farm school there. You know, hey, man, that's a good stuff that they've pulled off the last three seasons, man. It's, it's impressive what they've built. So, kudos to them. So, Surrounded by corn. 
making things happen. Only corn. On the tennis court. Only corn. Uh, yeah. But anyway, back to the athlete of the week. Athletes of the week. The first time we've ever had two win. We've, we've always thought about, you know, if like we get in this position, how do we go about it? we got to nominate them both together. They're a doubles team, right? It's one entity. So uh, they will be playing the team of Landon Hodges and Colin Jacoby from Floyd Central at 2 p.m. Friday at Carmel High School. So Colin and Landon are 6-4 and four overall on the season, but they are 5-0 in the tournament. So that makes me think that they were put together uh, late in the season. Maybe lost a couple matches, worked out some of the kinks, and they've won every match in the postseason. So, uh, Evident and uh, Colin are twenty and one, according to the IHSA website. Five and zero oh in the postseason. Twenty one. I thought it was like closer to thirty. Well, that's what the IHSA website says. I, I mean, we'll we'll double check later when we go talk to them at practice. But um, who's we? You. Me. Me. I'll be there as well. Are you going to talk to him, too? Well, we got to take our picture, don't we? Yeah. I'll just stand there and observe your interviews. I'd rather you not. <laughs> anyway, the Gosha News Athlete of the Week Award is sponsored by our friends that played against sports. You know, you may never outgrow your favorite sports, but you may outgrow your equipment. Your locally owned played against sports provides an easy way to sell your quality used sports and fitness gear and get paid on the spot or trade up for what you need now. Not only will you save with affordable used gear, but they also supply the latest new equipment and accessories from the most popular brands. Visit our local Play It Again Sports. Play It Again Sports. You're struggling store. big time on this. <laughs> Ooh, visit our local Play It Again Sports store located right in front of the Concord Mall in the Elkhart Dunlap area for all the best deals on sports equipment. Play It Again Sports is the proud presenting sponsor of the Goshen News Athlete of the Week. It's the best part of the Concord Mall. Played against sports right in front of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't look at anything of the actual Concord Mall, but the Just, uh, played against sports. bypass it. Yeah. So, okay, now that we got through that, let's focus on football before we get our interview done with Chuck Freebie. Evan, uh, we won't get, we don't maybe want to dive too much into Week 9 because we do talk a little about this game yeah, with sure Chuck, but do. Concord 26, Warsaw 22, Minutemen are the NLC champions. What a ball game. Uh, it felt like felt like a uh, felt like playoff game. Yeah, that's what Chuck kind of says in our interview. You know, Concord's going to be playing a second straight postseason game this week because it's just what it's going to feel like. After against last a game. lesser team. Right, just against Laporte. But, hey, still a playoff game. Still a playoff it's true. game. true. So can't overlook him. Yeah, and uh, also shout out Goshen. They beat Wabasi. They have now won two straight NLC games after they had lost twenty nine in a row. So good for them. They're four and five, and uh, they have a little momentum going into the postseason. Uh, we will uh, read off now the brackets. I have the brackets right here for the postseason. It's coming up Friday. Football. It's here, man. We've made it. We're in officially in hoodie weather season. Playoff football season. It's pumpkin spice season. I talked, to, I talked to Northwood coach Dane Andrews earlier today, and he's like, everything just smells a little different, you know? So that's that's how you know it's postseason time. It's like things just smell different outside. I'm like, okay, whatever you say, Nate, sounds good. And so he's excited. 
we will start in 5A sectional 10. Kind of talked about it a little bit. South Bend Adams coming to Goshen Friday night. Adams 3 and 6, Goshen 4 and 5. Laporte 2 and 7 coming to Concord. Concord 8 and 1. Now that game is a 7:30 p.m. start. Not a 7 p.m. because Laporte's coming from the central time zone. So they move the game back 30 minutes, so it's 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So please note that for everyone who is going. Going, yes. If you get there at 7, you're still fine, but you'll be 30 minutes early as well. So, And then the semifinal, the winner of Adams and Goshen will host Michigan City. Whoever, whoever wins that Goshen-Adams game, that game will also be at 7.30 p.m. because Michigan City is coming from the Eastern time zone. So if Goshen wins... Goshen hosts Michigan City at uh, 7.30 p.m. on the 29th. And then the other game, Mishawaka will place the winner of Laporte Concord. I would be surprised if it's not Concord. We talk about Concord Mishawaka a little bit with Chuck, but we won't get too much into that as of now. Uh, Class 4A, sectional 19. Four matchups here, eight teams. Quarterfinal games on Friday. DeKalb, 1-8, goes to Wawasee, who's 1-8. So someone's getting a win. There. A playoff win. The headliner of the section. One and eight Number, season. What? So it's pretty good to get a playoff win. Yeah, it's fun. In a one man. and eight season. Build off then going to the next year, yeah. Uh the winner of that game gets the winner of number two Leo, nine and zero versus East Noble, who's six and two. That game is in Kendallville. Uh that's the headliner in this sectional. Uh our local headliner, Northridge five and four at Northwood five and four. We talk with that game about Chuck too. We're just reading off the names here. We'll have all the analysis coming up in two minutes here with Chuck. Uh, the other game in that sectional, Angola at Columbia City. Angola two and seven. Columbia City is four and five. Three A sectional twenty six. Two of our teams are in this one. Lakeland three and six goes to John Glenn at four and four. West Oval is four and five. They go to Jimtown, who is seven and two. Uh, Mishawaka Marion six and three goes to South Bend Washington. They are three and three. They had a little COVID issues. Washington did play not as many games. And maybe the surprise of the area, the whole area this year, Tippecanoe Valley, 9-0. They go to Garrett, who's 4-5. and uh, Tippecanoe Valley was number 7 in the final poll. Marion, I believe, was around like 12-ish. Jimtown also ranked kind of near the top 15. Those are the teams that are the favorites there. And in Class 2A, Sectional 35, our lone team in this one drew maybe the toughest assignment in the whole state. Fairfield, 4-5, goes to number Two Fort Wayne Bishop Floors. They were number one until they lost this past week to a really good 6A team in Fort Wayne Snyder. And they somehow dropped in the poll for that. And Eastbrook moved up to number one in the 2A poll. So Lores is going to use that as motivation to destroy everyone on their site. And uh, <laughs> Fairfield, unfortunately. Fairfield, I'm sorry, is, man. Is I, I love Matt Thacker. I really like you as a coach, man. You're a great guy. If you win on Friday, it'll be the biggest upset in state history. Hoosiers, 1954, Milan be damned, right? That would be the biggest upset ever if Fairfield wins on Friday. Yeah. Uh, we don't really need to read off the other matchups in that sectional, but know that number five, Eastside, is there. So it could be number five, Eastside, number two, Lourdes in the final. That should be a good match if those two teams uh, take care of business in the first two weeks. So. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go to our interview with the one and only, the Indiana Broadcaster Hall of Famer, the incomparable Chuck Freebie. And we now bring on a local legend, I would say. Uh, I would <laughs> WHME TV sports director, uh, Indiana Sports Broadcasting Hall of Famer, recurring guest now on the Goshen News Sports Podcast, Chuck Freebie. Chuck, how are you? I'm well. How are you guys? 
Good. Okay, Good to see you. Yeah, thank you for coming in. I know you were in Goshen City Limits uh, this fine Tuesday afternoon that we're taping this interview because uh, you're making your return to the uh, the Maple City for the WHME 46 Sports Game of the Week this week. The huh? outstanding warrants have been lifted <laughs> by the 46 crew, and therefore we are... Uh, allowed to come back to Foreman Field for the first time in actually 10 years. I was going to ask. That was my first question. When's the last time you've been here? Yeah, so 2011 was the last time we did a game at Goshen. Now, we've had Goshen on a couple of times since then. That mm-hmm. year in 2016 when they went 8-3, and three, we mm-hmm. had them on against Concord and Elkhart Central, but they were both road games. Yep. And honestly, since that time, the Red Hawks have not <laughs> done a whole lot to merit being mm-hmm. on the 46th game of the week. But here they, lo and behold, they're a four-win season, couple wins in a row in the Northern Lakes Conference. And when you look at the schedule for Friday night, this is one of the more competitive games against yeah. Adams. I was going to say, you know, like on paper, it's two teams with losing records, but it is close teams. Like I'm, I was kind of curious what went into the thought process. You don't have to give all the secrets, trade secrets, but what made you to settle on Adams Goshen as the game for this week? It, it's pretty simple, really. When you look at it, we thought there might be two competitive games. One of them is Northridge and Northwood. Right. Well, we did that game during mm-hmm. the regular season, and it wasn't competitive. <laughs> it was running clock for right. the second half. So that kind of made the decision pretty easy. Plus, it's two teams that we didn't get on during the year, and we still think, we like to think that we're still kind of a big deal. Kind of the Ron Burgundy theory. <laughs> so yeah. it it does seem to matter to the kids. I think the kids get fired up about it. I know the coaches get fired up about it. And so uh, we're excited to, to put this game on Friday night between Adams and Goshen and see what happens when we open up the present that's the Indiana State Tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, I promise Evan will ask questions here at some point, but I got one more. You might I, let him. Yeah, yeah, you know, you gotta, I got to assert my sports editor dominance title at some yes. point, you know. Um, you saw Gosha, like mentioned earlier today, you were at practice. Uh, what was the vibe around Kyle Park and the Red Hawks this week as they got to get ready for a game on Friday here? They're excited. They're optimistic. A couple of Northern Lakes Conference wins for the first time since, what, 2017? Been a, been a minute that. or two. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they feel good about themselves right now. Quinn Bechtel has really accorded himself well at quarterback, especially since the injury to Roman Schrock occurred and they kind mm-hmm. of rebuilt Bechtel's role a little bit. They're concerned about the size they're going to face in this Adams team. Auden Jones at one tackle, Caleb Rouch at the other, both uh, tiptoeing on the Toledo's pretty close to 300 pounds. So you've got some meat on the hoof there that you've got to deal with. (laughs) Not to mention some terrific athleticism from Adams, but they've been an inconsistent team, much like Goshen. So it's a little bit about just trying to focus on what you do well. Mm -hmm. And there are things that the Red Hawks do well. And basically tying into the grit and resilience this team has shown over the course of the season. Things starting out so well, 2-0. and Really giving Concord and Northwood very good games yeah. no, over Foreman com- Field. Goshen was competitive, yeah. And then Schrock gets hurt, and it kind of mm-hmm. shook things asunder. The one concern I would have if I'm a Red Hawk fan is, look, running teams, Mishawaka and Warsaw, mm-hmm. Pounded the book, pounded the rock pretty well on the right. Red Hawks, and Adams is a running team. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay, Evan, now you can ask your question. Right, Sorry. Question <laughs> Four minutes in, I've been finally getting a question in. It's so great. Yeah, going to the other side of the field with Adams, have you had a chance to see them yet this week? Have not gone there this week. We had okay. them on twice last year, so I'm kind of familiar with what they do. 
Antoine Jones, their head coach, has always been a chameleon when it comes to offenses. And they do some different things offensively. Uh, a little bit of a single wing look, almost, mm -hmm. that they give you. Uh, defensively, they've got some nice talent. They've got a linebacker named Jeremiah Love, a defensive end named James Williams, who I think fans better get familiar with because they'll probably hear those names <laughs> on the PA a little bit on Friday night. And, and, and on 46. And, and on, on 46. 46. You got to, hey, plug your own stuff. Uh, it's fine. But, <laughs> I, well, I'm hoping people go because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's be. the beauty of it is, you know, you go to the game and then you can come, come home, home and, and watch see Chuck. yourself. Yeah, and, right. and you can say, boy, those guys don't know anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that's hard. But it's, a, uh, it's an Adams team that is really enigmatic in a lot of ways. They've been shut out three times this year. Northridge posted a bagel on them early in the year when Northridge was playing well. Yeah, before they got injured. And then uh, last week, Penn handled them pretty well, which, I mean, most people expect from a team like Penn. But South Bend reeling from a week where they were shut out in the four public schools, 163 to nothing. That's yeah. bad. That's really bad week for South Bend yeah. <laughs> in general. Well, I mean, um, when you lose, they've lost five games in a row, four of those by double digits. Like, they haven't been yeah. close. Where do you think their mindset is going into this game? I'll be curious to see that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I think the mindset that Antoine has always tried to sell his team on is, look, that's in the past. You know, you move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And both these teams have a hunger for the same thing. They would at least like to have a tournament win on the resume right. going into the off season. I think realistically, anybody looks at what's waiting for them on the bye <laughs> in the second round and says yeah. Michigan City, really good football team, probably not going to beat them. But mm -hmm. um, from, a, from the standpoint of, wanting to build on things and, and for Goshen a chance for a moment at least to say we're a 500 team right and we're not five and, and not and not one and one yeah. right yeah like that's that would be a huge moment for them it'd be a big because this program is trying to get back to where it used to be in the 80s and 90s and this would be a good step for them I think in that that right direction so uh, before we dive deep more into the postseason uh, we got to go back to the game of the week last week, and it might have been the game of the season in this area. Uh, Concord, Warsaw for the NLC Championship. Both you gentlemen were there on Friday night. Concord with a last-minute game-winning touchdown drive to beat Warsaw. Uh, probably, like I guess, maybe the best game of the year in this area, at least. Uh, it's going to be ranked up there, obviously, in terms of just drama and all that happened into it and what was at stake. Um, what was your analysis of both teams in that game, Chuck? I mean, obviously, just like I said, an incredible game from start to finish. It was a, it was a terrific football game to watch. It was a fun game to call. I thought there was a real chess match going on and what we anticipated between mm -hmm. Craig Kaler and Bart <laughs> Curtis all night long. And Warsaw probably had to leave that game feeling that Concord did not beat them as much as they beat themselves. Mm -hmm. They made a, a fumble early on to give Concord its first seven points, put Concord right there on the doorstep. They bounced back from that adversity. And then the punt getting blocked right before halftime, I thought, was mm -hmm. the crucial play of the game because it put Concord right back in it, 14-14. Yep. Mm -hmm. Warsaw is able to handle yet another special teams miscue with a, a bobbled snap, and they get two points out of it, and they yep. take this eight-point lead. But lo and behold, down the stretch, Jack Darcy does what Jack Darcy mm -hmm. does, and that's compete his butt off. And uh, he, he just came up with a couple of huge plays on that final drive, not to take anything away from Hunter Dutton because he put the ball where it needed to be put. 
But Darcy had been bottled up pretty well by Julius Jones of Warsaw mm-hmm. yep. most of the night. They had put Jones on him in single coverage. And Darcy on a third down play, third and long, on the final drive, about five minutes left, I want to say, uh, runs basically a button hook at midfield, mm-hmm. drives Jones back just enough where he could spin around, Dutton put the ball in the numbers, makes the first down catch, and then uh, made a nice double move on the touchdown catch. Van Hooten rallied well uh, and almost took the ball away from him, but Darcy, again, competitive in the end zone, hangs on, and, and Concord does as well. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. I was following the live updates uh, <laughs> from New Orleans. Uh, it was very exciting, uh, but... Yeah, great game, and you know. I'd be not, curious, Evan, what what you thought, yeah. what because you had not seen Warsaw yet this year, had you? I had seen them. They played Northridge. Obviously, okay. they took it to Northridge, but Northridge was playing their third string quarterback. Yeah, right. Had, who, obviously, who didn't know he was playing until Tuesday of yeah. that week. So, so that, that game, didn't help. <laughs> game might have been different, obviously, if Micah's playing. But mm-hmm. um, Friday's game was, you know, when it was twenty two fourteen, Warsaw goes up twenty two fourteen. I really thought. That was going to be it. Warsaw's great rushing offense was going to wear wear down Concord, and they were going to score another touchdown. It would have been too much for Concord to come back. But this whole I've been to four or five Concord games now. Yeah. Every game they just show fight. Even obviously they've blown out a couple teams, but Northwood came back on them. But in that game they ended up winning at the end. They stopped that two point conversion. So I'm just really impressed with their fight and. At the end of the Warsaw game, that defensive stand, they were running down the field on them, fourth and three. Odiambo makes that stop, mm-hmm. and then the offense does the rest, almost 80 yards. So but that's what Craig said after the game. This team, you know, fights a lot of adversity on both sides of the ball, but he knows one thing's for sure, that they're going to fight. So mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about them in the playoffs. They have a few tough teams in their sectional. They yeah. get out of, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll never know. I'll, I guess I'll, I'll swoop and ask the questions, and you can ask more about sectional four or 19. I'll ask about sectional 10 since you just gave good analysis. You need to rest your voice for a couple of minutes, you know. Um, this is a loaded, I mean, this is probably the most loaded sectional in our area. Mm-hmm. Uh, top to bottom, you got number six, Concord, number seven, Mishawaka, number 10, Michigan City, all right there. Um, and it sets up to where it, you know, obviously you got Concord's got to beat Laporte. But it should set up for Concord, Mishawaka, and Dunlap in two weeks, and Michigan City coming to either Goshen or South Bend Adams. And so, in theory, you know, you're going to get those two, two of those ranked teams in a championship game. Uh, Chuck, when you kind of size up this sectional, um, you know, Mishawaka is now at full strength, but Justin Fisher, that's obviously a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Concord has won eight in a row. They are feeling they're probably on cloud nine right now. They're motivated. Michigan City, they also have been playing very well, uh, obviously. I mean, you know, 7-2, and two, and the big win over Warsaw earlier in the season. And when you size this up, who's the favorite? Who do you like? like? How do you even predict what's going to happen, I guess, in this sectional? It's kind of crazy. I'm not sure you can declare a favorite. I would say, first of all, you start with the Concord-Mishawaka matchup. Yeah. And the fact that Mishawaka gets to come in, it's always easier being the team that lost in the regular season. Mm-hmm. The the momentum, the momentum doesn't carry over. If anything, you get to wear this giant chip on your shoulder all week, and you come to the place angry, mm-hmm. and you're ready to go. And of course, uh, the built-in excuse, and an excuse is probably too strong a word, but let's face it: if you take out of the running somebody, if the Northern Northern Lakes Conference gave a Most Valuable Player award. Right. Justin Fisher would have been in the running for it, if not the lead candidate. Yes. 
Um, actually, I think you can make a case for Hunter Dutton in mm-hmm. that category and, as well. And I would put Zalvin Koltuki in as well from yes. Concord. He's just well, a beast and, and on the defensive side of the ball as well. And that's the thing that works against the two Concord kids if right. you were going to have that <laughs> argument. Right. Because Fisher clearly, mean, he is the heart and soul of that Mishawaka team. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that Concord won that game, and Craig Kaler will tell you this, is they were able to force three turnovers. Mm-hmm. Do those three turnovers happen if Justin Fisher is the quarterback? Nobody knows. Right. We're probably going to find out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it, it's hard for me to sit there and say that Mishawaka is not going to find ways. But here's one thing I learned in prep for the Warsaw Concord game is nobody does a better job of studying film on this offense that Mishawaka and Warsaw runs mm-hmm. than Craig Kaler. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Craig Kaler, after a game two years ago, calls Bart Curtis on a Saturday morning and said, you arced your tackle on that third and eight play. You haven't done that all season. What prompted you to arc your tackle on that? <laughs> yeah. And so there, there's just these these nuances that Craig and his staff pick up that a lot of other coaches don't. Mm-hmm. That's going to make it tough for Mishawaka to move the football. From an athlete standpoint, obviously you've got the Kaltukian brothers yeah. against Fisher and, say, Chase Gooden in the backfield. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just a fascinating matchup to watch. Um, whoever emerges from that game then has to deal with Michigan City. <laughs> and a chip on their shoulders because they are the Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Nobody talks about them. Right. Nobody gives them any respect. Mm-hmm. They're ranked finally number 10 in the state this week. Now, Phil Mason's team, my goodness, he's got some athletes on there. They, he's got a quarterback named Bush who threw for four touchdown passes last mm-hmm. week. Three of them, I think, were to a kid named Amari and Hatch. Mm-hmm. And then they've got this other kid, Jaden Hart, who's really good as well. Uh, They have a speed level at Michigan City that I'm not sure that Concord nor Mishawaka have seen much of this year. Mm -hmm. And that would concern me if I'm Keith Kinder or Craig Kaler. Mm -hmm. Emerging from that game, you know you're going to be beat up. Uh, If you're Concord, you didn't even get a week of rest. You went right from Warsaw to Laporte, which is a physical team, Mm -hmm. to Mishawaka, and now you got to play – you know, basically your fourth straight playoff game because that was a playoff game right. Friday night, Felt wasn't like it? it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Definitely. conference championship on the line. Yeah. Well, like if chalk, like let's say if the if the chalk holds, right? If you're going to go by the state rankings, if the chalk holds, Concord, three straight weeks will beat number six Mishawaka, number ten Michigan City, and then number four Valparaiso in a regional. Like that is. That is a. I mean, obviously, it's a state tournament. You're going to like play tough teams, but that is a gauntlet. If you're going by the state rankings, if you're going by the Sagarin ratings, you yeah. know who the favorite is. Who? Michigan City. It is. Well, Michigan City. You know, one of the be- I think one of the things that helps them is you know they get the buy, an actual buy, and then they're going to play a Goshen or an Adams team who is the fourth of the four that are supposed to be there. You know, in the semifinals. So the, the thing I'm concerned about if I'm Phil Mason in Michigan City is. I have not faced a team as good as either one of those teams, Concord or Mishawaka, since I walked off the field against Merrillville in week five. Right. Okay. They were two and three at one point. There's a reason they're six and three right now Mm -hmm. because the last four teams they've played aren't as good. Right. 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 So the, the team that would be most comparable to Concord would probably be Chesterton. Mm-hmm. who only beat them by seven 
in week three. There's not a team in the Duneland that is comparable to anything that Mishawaka is running, which makes that all the tougher to get ready for. See, Craig had the benefit of playing <laughs> Mishawaka, Warsaw, and he'll get Mishawaka again. He's going to see that offense three times in a five-week span, mm-hmm. and he spent all offseason getting ready for it. Right. Because, right. you know, you, right. you, you got to look at the teams in your bracket, and you said, we better figure out <laughs> how to stop the Navy option. Mm-hmm. And so I, I give Concord a little bit of an edge just because I like their athletes. I like the style of ball they play. They've seen what Mishawaka will bring. But if Concord has to go to Ames Field and play at Michigan City, mm-hmm. that is a tough, tough task. Yeah, it's that sectional is going to be absolutely fascinating to watch. This week, maybe in the Adams Goshen game will be interesting and competitive. Uh, Concord, I think, should take care of Laporte. Weird season for Laporte. They beat Penn for the first time in what feels like 100 Lost years. Lost quarterback. But their injuries, right, yeah, the injuries yeah. obviously killed them. But um, that's going to be fun. Uh, let's shift over to Class 4A, Sectional 19. Evan, you want to take it away here? I would love to do that. Yes. Sure. Yeah, you don't have a choice, is, actually. So please take it away. <laughs> is this the Leo sectional? If they get past East Noble, at least in the first round. Yeah, Leo East Noble's the headliner in this. Overall, the first round matchups in that sectional, Leo yeah. East Noble's going to be uh, dandy on Friday. But the one that we care about the most, Northridge, <laughs> Northwood, obviously, both five and four teams, met in the regular season, wasn't even close, obviously, mm-hmm. over in Northridge. Yep. Northwood took it to him. Both you guys were there for that one, too. Yeah, I was outside. There's no room for me. So I had to Chuck, Chuck and his, you know, 500-team person oh, yeah. team. Yeah, <laughs> the 46. You know, it takes up a lot of space. So, you know, he's the one and only, you yeah, know. It's, it's, <laughs> they have a truck and everything. I didn't even realize how big of, you know, a thing it was until they were tearing it all down after the game. I was like, whoa, this is, this is a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is a TV so, broadcast, man. Yeah, anyway, let's try to sh- uh, right the ship I was ship impressed. That's all I can say. I was definitely impressed. But, uh, yeah. So when you look at this game, both teams depleted kind of by injuries, dealing Mm -hmm. with injuries in key spots as well. Um, I'd imagine that it's not going to be, you know, a 34-point game like it was in the regular season. No, because here's the thing. When when Northridge played Northwood in that game, they were down to the third-string quarterback. They can Mm -hmm. go with Cade Carrington now, who who proved against Goshen, of all teams, that he's probably a serviceable backup he's not Micah Hostetler mm-hmm. but he's okay and and better than the third stringer the thing about Northwood is Owen Raider was impressive that night mm-hmm. coming off the bench when Caden Lone got hurt That's what for I Northwood. Thought, yeah. he came in and, didn't miss a beat and, and he stayed yeah. impressive the last couple weeks too I mean, he had a big game against Plymouth this past I know it's Plymouth but still big he, game and he's got an arm and yeah. he has receivers to throw to now Northridge is going to have to change its coverages mm-hmm. because they did. They attacked Northwood. I had one of the Northwood assistants tell me after the game, Northridge didn't show the way they had attacked Northwood in the secondary all through the year. Northwood was prepared for something else. Hmm. Northridge went a different direction, hoping to surprise Northwood. Well, it was a pleasant surprise <laughs> for Northwood because they said, "Oh, we can take advantage of this," mm-hmm. and they did. I really like that Northwood receiving core when you throw out J.J. Payne, Natarian Tuggle, and Parker Philly. That's, yeah, they all have height. That's, <laughs> they have height. Yep. They run good routes. Uh, they do good things, and Raider has taken advantage of them. I think Northridge, if I'm Northridge and I have to pick my poison, I might go into a situation where, okay, I'm going to drop, drop eight mm-hmm. and 
okay, let's see if Ethan Evers can run the ball through us. Because right. he hadn't done it this year. Now, I, that's not to say he's not capable. He's a nice athlete. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Northridge, that's kind of the way I look at that. And then Northwood really has to fight off the thought, hey, we beat him by 30-something. We had a running clock. Nate Andrews will get that through to his kids. I mean, mm-hmm. the, there's nobody that's better at motivating <laughs> and getting messages. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The Nate Andrews. He motivates me. And they're, yeah. reporters, so. <laughs> they're like 9-0 and in some of those years, and he'll, he'll find things to say to get sure. him going. And the way that bracket falls, I mean, the winner of that one plays Angola or Columbia City. And you think on paper Northwood or Northridge would be the favorite in that game, and then you get your maybe your crack at Leo in the finals. So. I, I think you're looking at a Northwood Leo final, mm-hmm. and I I think if I did the math on this properly, uh, that would be, be at Northwood. At Northwood. Yep. So that's that's a little bit of an advantage mm-hmm. for the Panthers, but. Uh, We'll see if that comes to fruition. There's always somebody that throws a monkey wrench yeah, into this I, thing. Now, if it's Wabasi or DeKalb, I would be a little surprised. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that would be a major upset. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that would be a good season for Northwood with all the ups and downs they've had this season to get to a sectional final. Right. On your home field. Solid. You yeah. know, potentially. You know, Take host the shot. Thing. Yeah, you might as well. So, uh, let's go to sectional 26 in Class 3A. We'll talk about this one a little bit. Um, you know, our coverage area teams, Lakeland and West Noble, they drew tough well, Lakeland John Glenn could be a competitive game, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how that one's going to go. West Noble draws Jimtown, who's playing really well right now. Uh, on paper, that sectional, you know, Tippy Canoe Valley nine and zero, having an amazing historic season for them. Mishawaka Marion always dangerous six and three. You know, if the brackets play out right, if if it holds right, it should be Tippy Valley and Marion in the semifinal. Right. Um, obviously, an incredible season for Tippy, but. Can they? I mean, Mishawaka Marion's another level, and usually because they play a tougher schedule, and you know they could be four and five and still be good, right? So, like, is this a typical Valley team that you think could maybe win a sectional? Well, that's that's the huge question, isn't it? Right? Are, are they <laughs> three rivers good, mm-hmm. or are they really good? Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll find out a week from Friday because mm-hmm. Marion. I can tell you this much: Marion is well coached. They have athletic talent, and you look at the schedule that they played and who they have lost to. They have lost to a 6A team in Penn. Mm-hmm. They have lost to a ranked 5A team in Mishawaka. Culver Academy would be the one where I might raise an eyebrow to that a little bit. But Marion changed its offense a little bit in midseason and went to a little bit more of a pass-oriented attack. I tend to doubt the Tippecanoe Valley has seen mm-hmm. yeah. uh, too many teams like that. Right. So my thought would be that Marion wins that game, but if Valley does win that game, uh, a Valley-Gymtown matchup would certainly be something that would focus a lot of eyes, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, because Gymtown, the honestly, as good a season as Corey Stoner has had, and I have such great respect for Corey, I mean, we we did a Facebook post earlier this week showing his kids going to a veteran cemetery and, and yeah, cleaning cool. tombstones. I mean, what a wonderful thing! Mm-hmm. And and on the field, they went from a non-existent offense in their first two games. They now average thirty-seven points for the season. Well, how did they get there? Right. They got there by playing four South Bend schools: mm-hmm. Bremen, John Glenn. Now Bremen's six and three. John Glenn. 
and Osceola Grace. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, yes, they won the NIC South Division. Congratulations, or small school division. Well, I don't know. No, it's it's East-West, North-South, north, north, yeah. multi-directional. <laughs> but South they, by Southwest. And I don't <laughs> wish to take anything away from them, but the fact of the matter is that's not the same as Marion playing Penn, right. Alcart, Mishawaka. Right. And so are you are you NIC small school good or are you good? Right. Well, I think going kind of wrap it back to Tippy Valley a little bit, this is almost a similar case when West Noble two years ago went 9-0 and in the NECC. They looked great. They had all these players who were ranked 6th, 7th. They won their sectional opener against Glenn, and then they went and hosted Mishawaka Marion. It was 14-0 West Noble five minutes into the game, but then Marion overtook them. They won 49-14 or 49-21. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, are you Three Rivers good? Are you NECC good, right? Or are you good good, right? So that was yeah. like you saw a couple years ago when Angola uh, made won a couple Angola sections. They good, were good, good good. Like they beat Northwood, who was undefeated number one in 2018. So um, we're going to combine our three questions at the end here for time constraints into one question. So I'm sorry we had to yes, jump the gun. Yes, because Evan needs to get over and see George Takeash. Yeah, you got to talk to George Takeash and Kyle Hamilton. Come on. Uh, so as we kind of size it up, all the classes involved, we you know we didn't dabble into two A or one A or six A really that much. When you look at it, Chuck, from this area, from Michiana, your coverage mm-hmm. area, you would say, who has maybe the best chance to make a deep run, maybe even go all the way to the state finals potentially? Like who, any team of the teams that you've seen or covered this year, who do you think has the best chance? For I honestly would be surprised if any of our Michiana teams were in the state finals. That would be a surprise. I would say that, yes. I think it's possible we have a year where nobody makes the semi-state, which would sadden me, but mm-hmm. it, it's a fact. Right. I think the two teams with the best chance of making a semi-state are Marion in 3A and New Prairie in 4A. Yeah. Mainly because of the fact that they are smaller schools who play 6A and 5A teams during the year. They play a higher level of competition, and then they get into 3A where the playing field is <laughs> leveled, mm-hmm. and they look strong. Yeah, well, you saw New Prairie play Penn, I believe, yes. two, week, two weeks ago, and they beat Penn. But they're so. a befuddling team because they right. turned around the following week and, and played an Elkhart team. Now, don't count Elkhart out. Right. Uh, the, the rumor mill has it the Lions <laughs> might be getting healthier at just the right time. Mm-hmm. Ah, it should be a fun postseason. I mean, the, all, the, all the area sectionals can be very competitive and very exciting to watch, especially that 5A one we talked about, sectional 10, just going to be a, a – you know, especially the semifinal games will be brutal, and the final will be amazing too. Um, Chuck, we could talk for an hour. Uh, we do have to get going here, unfortunately. So, thank you again for coming on uh, the Goshen New Sports Podcast. You're a reoccurring guest officially now, so congratulations. And uh, um, looking forward to calling Adams at Goshen. Yeah. You know, you can watch that Friday night <laughs> on the IHSA Champions Network at Boom. seven, or on TV forty six Friday night eleven, Saturday morning at nine. Austin, as you would well know, it's your home for high school sports. It is your home for high school sports. It's a shameless plug. And, and, if, and uh, if you want to read a recap of that game, go to goshenews.com afterwards. Right around 10, 15 p.m. or so. That story will be up for online. For your story, yeah. Yeah, I will be at 
that one as well. So, Chuck, see you in about 72 hours. Sounds good. Um, whether you want to or not, you're going to have to see me there. Uh, so. Nobody gave me a choice on that either. <laughs> <laughs> you chose to be at Goshen. That's all I'm saying. You chose to be at Goshen this week. So uh, that'll wrap this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Once again, thank you, Chuck Freeby, for coming on. We'll be back next week to recap all of the games, see where Chuck was right and wrong with his predictions, and uh, much, much more. So we'll, we'll see you then.